da da dee dee da da I don't know which page to start with. All the pages. <laughs> we have so many pages in front of us, actually. All the pages. I have probably a good 50 pages in front of me. God damn right. We're going to be fucking informative. And I'm going to eat me some skeddies. I am excited. I am hungry. I don't get to open your beer. Okay. No. I've been downgraded on the husband totem pole. <laughs> it's not a bottle beer. <laughs> You're like, I can handle the tab. Ah! can't handle pouring it apparently. Ah, you see? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it all went astray so quickly. Should have trusted the professional. Should have double topped the tap of that. Or double tapped the top of that. All the fucking phone. <laughs> it's a problem. I don't know if I should cheers. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> I was like, can't aggressively cheers. I'll lose my phone. Mmm. Beer good. Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. I'm here. I'm queer. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's a weird way to tell me. I'm here to bring you yet another edition of the 222 Star Tuesday. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch, the bodacious Kristen Bloom. With all the facts. With all the facts. <laughs> Fucking eating grapes, reading about mythology. Yeah. Living the good try, life. Try not to die on this smoky Yeah, what the fuck, horizon. California? Give me my sky back. <laughs> it is disgusting out here right now, team. Uh, the air quality is horrific. It's all the smoke coming up from the California wildfires has infected Montana. It's reaching towards yeah. the East Coast. It's COVID-19 season. The apocalypse is among us, and the election is like two months away. All fun times. Yeah, having a blast. But there's beer. Yeah, Mark Marin yeah. picked a great time to drop his last special, The End Time's Fun. <laughs> you know, use that third eye there, Marky Mark. <laughs> All right, and we're here today to talk to you about 2016's Siren. Hence the song at the beginning. <laughs> it's a... Normally have a song. Not aptly named film either. No, it's not um, about a siren. <laughs> so, yeah, 2016's Siren. Uh, had an IMDb score of 5.3. Yep. Uh, I think that might be a little generous. I don't um, know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence is how <laughs> I feel about it. I'm going to use this conversation to see where I sit with this thing. A Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 65%, which I definitely think is a bit generous. Um, I thought I was going to be way more wowed <laughs> by this. And an audience score of 41%. Where do you sit with it? Probably a... Good 45%. Really? Like, yeah. I don't think I'd even give it half. I would, credit. I'm honest, I'm, I might actually be more generous than the critic score. I was thinking somewhere between 65 and 70. Like, I'd watch it again That's if it popped very up. Very generous. I really liked the antagonist in this film. Yeah, he was pretty alright. Um, so, the concept of the movie is basically uh, supernatural strippers. Well, that's what we were sold. Advertised it as, That's yeah. what we were sold. There were no supernatural strippers. Yeah, no man can resist her, all men should. <sighs> so this was directed by Greg Bishop, um, written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Oh, look at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Yep, that sounds right. 
Um, it's a Polish these, name. <laughs> none of these people had really done anything of note, but interestingly enough, um, several of the people that were credited, I can't remember if it was like the director and the writers and a couple of the actors, but several people credited had also worked on a movie called VHS. Well, that's where this came from. I did not know VHS was about anything other than I thought it was basically a haunted VHS tape movie. Yeah, no, it's like a short story, uh, short film anthology, and this is based on one of the VHS things. Yeah, it brought so, the same girl back and all that shit. Yeah, so our main actress who plays the quote-unquote siren apparently was in VHS. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of the tapes they find. Well, I read a synopsis of the VHS story, and apparently what it was was a bunch of guys are looking for girls for an amateur porn shoot, and they find this group of girls, and the quiet girl is the siren character in that. Oh, for that specific tape? Yeah, and she plays the siren in that. Gotcha, because I was going to say, VHS is a very different movie. VHS, did, are you talking it's about It's a this? short film anthology. The one that this came out of, yeah. Yeah, because like, wh what I read was it was about these guys that get hired to raid a house to steal um, a VHS tape, and I think they're not given very specific directions, so they have to go through and watch all these VSH shit. The yeah, and all the tapes. tapes are different short stories. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a found footage of all these really mm -hmm. creepy things and then creepy shit this happens This is one to of them. the VHS yeah. tapes that they watch. Yes. Okay, are we on the same page? No. The VHS yes. tape that she is in <laughs> yeah. is about amateur guys trying yeah, to find... Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. I just knew that uh, the actual movie was yeah. about them watching all these creepy-ass tapes. Um, did I? Oh, yeah. I Sorry to throw budget. you off. Yeah, I'm, no, I completely... I was like, what I was I more interested in the short... <laughs> I wanted to go find the short film. Uh, I don't have a budget or anything. What a bummer. Sad days. Yeah. Not a lot. Production <laughs> company was Chiller Films, though. I thought that was a fun title. Hell yeah. Um, Cast. Shall we do cast? We can do the cast all day, love. All right, we're only going to do the first, like, <coughs> six or oh, seven. Oh, you don't want to do all these other no, ones? No, because there's so... Like, literally every side character was credited <laughs> on the fucking Wikipedia. Yeah, drunk guy is one of the, the ones. The gold dancer. The door girl. <laughs> the knife dancer. Drunk guy. But, yeah, yeah we'll just do these uh, first eight here. Uh, first one up is Chase Williamson. He plays Jonah. That's our main character. He's doing his bachelor party. Goddamn right. I, he was in a... Um, John dies at the end, if I remember correctly. I haven't seen that. Okay. Uh, Hannah, fireman, as Lily. She's our siren slash succubus, it turns out. <laughs> um, she's the one, yeah, that was on uh, VHS. And I read in one of the trivia pieces, apparently the producers for this movie wanted them to recast her, and the director fought to keep her in this. That's a good director. Fuck yeah, yeah. keep with the originals. That's what I always say about the dolls. If we ever shoot it, I want to keep Jacob. I liked <laughs> Jacob <laughs> in that role. Yeah. And then we've got Justin Wellborn as Mr. Nix. Which is our bad guy. My favorite character in the whole film. We'll get to <laughs> it. And then you got Hayes hmm, Hayes Mercure <laughs> as Rand. Yeah, he's the best friend character who I would argue Jonah does not really treat like a best yeah, friend. Jonah did not deserve Rand at all, <laughs> and we don't deserve Rand Paul. Um, <laughs> Michael Aaron Milligan as Mac. Uh, that was the shithead brother character. Shithead brother? That was the closest thing to me in the, in the whole goddamn film. <laughs> so what do you want to do? I want to get drunk and hang out at a strip club in the dive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brittany S. Hall as Ash. She's the bartender chick that's got the colorful hair. Um, really colorful later on in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into her, but apparently she is a Gorgon, I guess is how you pronounce it. Hell yeah. You got Randy McDowell as Elliot. And that's our friend who is in so little of the movie, he could only be yeah. described as the friend that dies. Takes two caps instead of the one cap everybody else took and then uh, gets sucked out of the window of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Garrett as Eva. And that's our main character's fiance, who again, we care nothing about. Yeah. She shows up in a couple of sex scenes, but she's not really in the film. Yeah, she's really not. And, uh... <laughs> That connection is so inconsequential that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so that's our character list. Yeah, so... So where are we starting off there? Synopsis. Beautiful, the effervescent Kristen Pennington. I'm going to kill some dogs, though, if they don't stop barking. Yeah. I'm going to kill some people who won't get their dogs together. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I sort of gave you what they tell you is the premise of the movie. The description on Netflix was basically, uh, yeah, some guys go out for a fun bachelor party and... Turns out a stripper is a supernatural mm -hmm. stripper who causes problems. <laughs> um, what the movie is actually about is some I guys... I was so excited <laughs> about Supernatural Strip Club. Like, yeah, <laughs> not even close to what the movie is actually about. That's Jack. such a bizarre... I'm sorry, guys. We live in an apartment <laughs> complex. If you pay us, we'll get a house with a studio um, and all of that. Sometimes dickheads like to take all of their dogs all at once to the center park area and just let them fight for some reason. <laughs> Um, and we are next to the park, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway, um, so what the movie is actually about is nothing close to what the description is. It's a sex club, for starters, not yeah. a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, these guys go out for a bachelor party to what turns out to be kind of a boring-ass town, even though mm -hmm. the brother thought it was going to be a really cool experience. They go to a super lame strip club with just strippers you'd see in a small yeah. town uh, if we exactly. went right up the road there's a truck stop strip club <laughs> less than 15 minutes from here i guarantee you that's the caliber of women yeah, you see in the about thing about what you would expect in a small yeah. town strip club um and they get approached by a stranger who's like i can show you a better time if you want to follow me so they follow this dude out into the bfe yeah and uh if you ever hear there's a cooler party like it needs to be within walking distance <laughs> 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 yeah, you don't follow a stranger in the middle of the night in a town you've never been to. So, um, like, two hours outside yeah. of said town while you're on mushrooms. So, they wind <laughs> up at this, like, really giant, beautiful, like, colonial mansion-type mm -hmm. house. And inside is, yeah, basically a sex dungeon. Yeah. Um, there are people that are... It's a sex club. Uh, don't it's be a sex dungeon. Don't be, you know, <laughs> anti-fetish or whatever. Uh, there are people there who are questionably there by free will. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's where it gets dodgy. <laughs> that's the problem with the sex um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's like a club area where they have, like, a stage and people come out and perform yeah. and dance and stuff, but not, like, strip dances, just kind of exotic-esque dances. And then uh, they whip people on the stage to the point of, I'm pretty sure that person is not willingly being whipped on the stage. Yeah, well, she needs to come up with a safe word. <laughs> and then there's a back room where even weirder shit goes down. And uh, it's all supernatural stuff. Uh, our main character's friends agree to give up their most beloved memory of their mother in order... I thought that was cool. ...to let <laughs> their uh, uh, best dude or whatever have his... Bachelor night. Yeah. Um, he goes back into a pretty much empty blank room that only has one window and gets mind fucked by a siren. That was a cool sequence. 
Uh, and he's totally into it. He's slobbering on the window by the time he's done, and then doesn't seem to feel guilty about being mind-fucked by her as he's leaving. And she's like, wait, don't leave me. And yeah. he's like... Walks past a padlock door. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, you did me a favor. I guess I'll do you mm. a favor. So goes and gets his uh You got a better friend. voice than Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> goes and gets his best friend. Uh, sets her loose. Turns out she's a demon from hell. Yeah. Uh, and shit ensues. A demon succubus siren from hell. <laughs> uh, lots of people die. Lots of faces get eaten. Uh, somebody gets butt fucked. One dude gets his dick ripped off. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I can't believe I didn't write that down. So yeah, a lot of weird, weird shit goes down. We spend a very small amount of time in the actual kind of neat sex dungeon club. Yeah. Uh, so where do you want to start off? Where to start? I got some mythology. I've got a hilarious point that I read earlier that I just remembered. Are you ready for it? Sure. You know what this story is? What? A morality tale against interfering with the sex trade. <laughs> I would, I would. He should have kept her locked in that fucking dungeon and yeah. all of his friends would still be alive and intact. Yeah, I would argue, as I said last night, this movie is anti-strip clubs, but pro-rape. Yep. So. Very pro-rape. <laughs> Um, so I, I guess we'll start with the mythology and it's kind of my first big point is okay. there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in this movie. Um, I actually, I'm into fantasy and fairy tales mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm actually really into this concept of this mythical world that we have going on here. Like the club or the, the mythology with like the Medusa lady and the well, siren. The, the fact that there is this weird CD club and that we have these mythical creatures that Locked are... Locked up inside of it. Yeah, well, some of them are there by free will. Um, but yeah, like the, the fact that we have this whole other world happening inside mm-hmm. of this CD club that nobody else knows about is a really cool concept. And I'm kind of sad that we spent so little of the film getting to know... Yeah. Like this world, and so much of the film just kind of running around in chaos, having people eaten. But it feels so authentic right off of the bat, doesn't it? Like, the the setup for it does. I mm-hmm. feel like the second we let her loose and we start chaotically running every direction. But then we wind up with the cool maze, which is like the, you know, half, what what's the, the Minotaur, mm-hmm. you know, in their little maze, the labyrinth. And that, that section's neat, just like, as soon as we leave the house, mm-hmm. like... That's where, yeah. The movie rapidly starts becoming less and less cool for me because mm-hmm. I feel like they created this kind of neat, elaborate world, but they very like shallowly developed it and they didn't dig down into the actual culture of the world that yeah. they had created. So it's like they walked into it with their short film mentality. Like we need it to be this cool for this long. And yeah. then, you know, what happens when she winds up in the real world? It's like, turns out she grows dumb wings. Yeah. And like the movie kind of gets lost in its own mythology. Like you get just such a brief introduction to all of this stuff and then we don't really dive into it. So then it just feels kind of silly in the end. Like mm-hmm. this movie is called siren and, um, Granted, I didn't know some of this stuff, so some of this stuff was actually kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe. Um, but so, in Greek mythology, uh, sirens were the creatures that lured sailors with their music and their singing so that they would wreck their ships along the shore. Yeah. Um, I don't recall seeing anything that... The antithesis of the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. I don't see, or I don't recall seeing anything, which I didn't do any deep diving into it, to be fair. That implied that sirens eat people either. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
it's possible. I guess maybe they did. I think their ultimate goal was basically just to kill sailors. Yeah, it's an old um, sailor style. But this was interesting because I did not know this because we were um, talking while we were watching the movie. And I was like, sirens don't look like that. Sirens look like, you know, the like creepy mermaids with the mm-hmm. fangs and shit. And um, apparently... Sirens were actually initially believed to be a combination of woman and bird in different forms. Um, Hmm. Sometimes they were represented as birds with large woman's heads. They had bird feathers and scaly feet. Yeah, could you imagine seeing that in this movie? Just a giant bird with a female's head. Turn the fucking ship around. (laughs) I'm not fucking that animal. (laughs) Yeah, later they were represented as uh, females with the legs of birds, with or without wings, and uh, musical instruments. Get down with that. So basically. yeah, they had harps and lyres and stuff, and they'd just play. And yeah, in my head, just because my only experience with sirens is God of War, like <laughs> I just thought they were beautiful, topless blonde people. See, that's what I thought too. Like had the bottom half of mermaids, yeah. but this is early siren mythology. Um, and then uh, in the seventh century, uh, sirens were viewed as women from the head to the navel, and instead of legs, they had fish tails, mm-hmm. which is kind of how I thought they were. From the chest up, sirens had... Oh, this is a different version. From the chest up, some sirens had the form of sparrows, and below they were women. So that's kind of bizarre. Women's legs, but then a bird top. feathers. You're just squeezing (laughs) for Teddy, and you're just, like, pulling them out. And then some were little birds with women's faces. So just a lot of weird, varying... Um, you should just pick them up, you know, 30 at a time and use them like a flashlight and throw them overboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but by the Middle Ages, the siren was universally accepted as the mermaid type figure yeah. that we kind of know now. Um, interestingly, this is, I did not know this at all. Sirens were originally shown to be male or female. Huh. So you could be lured by a male siren. But uh, the male siren disappeared uh, from art around the 5th century yeah, they're B.C. Like, That's gay shit, bro. Don't yeah. bring that up. So, Can I hit you with the only interesting fact I have about bachelor parties that sure. I remembered? I meant to write down a bunch of them. Uh, the only one that I remember off the top of my head, the bachelor party's been around since like the 5th century or some shit like that. There's mm-hmm. a concept. In the 80s is when we started to develop this weird fascination with drugs and strip clubs and the stag party. It was never that before the 80s. Um, But the most interesting fact I learned is Thailand has only recently loved the idea of the bachelor party. You know why? Why? Because that's where they filmed Hangover 2. (laughs) And so the people of Bangkok love this concept of one wild fucking night before you get married. Because that's their concept. Their concept of the bachelor party is purely based on the bad Hangover movie. (laughs) That's funny. Not the first one. (laughs) That's funny. It is a weird concept, though. I like we were talking about this uh, last night as well. Like the idea that you have one final night to like do all this yeah. weird shit and like I'm, it's just well like, it was bizarre. something where you were supposed to be with the uh, bride's father and you know you're doing toasts and just kind of having you know what the reception dinner type experience yeah. but with your boys and see and that then it, in the 80s it became like let's do some coke and fuck a prostitute yeah, <laughs> so weird and like even going to the bar and just getting hammered I'd be like okay yeah but yeah this is this weird concept of one last fling no my you're... ideal bachelor party and I'm already married didn't get a bachelor <laughs> party um would just be meeting my guys and drinking shitty beer at the shitty fucking pool hall that we went to. Probably and getting in a fight. <laughs> probably getting in a fight, but like, hey, I'm going to get loaded. Make sure I don't go to jail. 
<laughs> That's the bachelor party for Brett Blip. <laughs> I'm going to do coke in the bathroom. I'll beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Not bachelor party related. But well, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say that before we got into the Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, you kind of threw off my flu. Okay, Thanks. well, if you're at a bachelor party from time to time, you run into succubi. What is a succubus? <laughs> Actually, I, I did see where they were uh, relating them to um, basically like concubines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is a part of, again, where I feel like this movie kind of loses its way because it's called Siren in the main character does sing a siren song basically to drive her characters mad or force them to yeah. see what she wants them to see but she is some kind of unexplained hybrid yeah but physically she takes the form of more of a succubus and even in this movie's own wikipedia they refer to her as a succubus yeah. not a siren um so a succubus is a demon or supernatural entity with a female form that appears in dreams to seduce men. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, usually through sexual activity. So she is kind of, yeah, like a weird hybrid because she does use her song to essentially mentally Paralyze, fuck him. Paralyze, yeah. Um, and physically buttfuck him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, I didn't see anything where it was talking about succubuses, um, or succubi I think is the plural, uh, eating men but apparently they basically just fuck you to death. It says that repeated sexual activity with a succubus can cause poor physical or mental health and even death yeah it's supposed to like steal portions of your soul yeah mm -hmm. um through your dick and the succubus <laughs> takes the I form that was women <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible uh and this is basically what our main character looks like the succubus takes a form of a beautiful young girl but upon closer inspection may reveal deformities in her body such as bird-like claws or serpentine tails because she does have clawed feet and hands yeah and then she has the tail and the wings um I thought this was interesting, too. This is just a random fact, because he does have sex with her in this movie against his will. Uh, folklore describes the act of uh, penetrating a succubus as akin to entering a cavern of ice. Ooh. Uh, it gets weirder. And therefore, reports, <laughs> reports of succubi forcing men to perform cunnilingus on their vulvas, which drip with urine and other fluids. Oh, so it's, like, cool right up into the moment where it's definitely not cool. Yeah, yeah. Were these women, like, a so metaphor for... So they have icy for, vaginas that drip with urine. Are they, like, metaphors <laughs> for the girls who would hang out at the docks and, like, had chlamydia? Like, what are <laughs> they no metaphors idea. for? It does say, though... I mean, syphilis does drive you insane, so that would make sense. <laughs> I'm on to something. I don't know if it's in your um, Wikipedia article. It does say, I guess, to their credit, that in later folklore, uh, Succubus took the form of a siren, so... I'll give huh. them that, but, uh, yeah, I think So you crash your rocks, and you're like, I want you to eat my pussy. And you're yeah. like, dude, my day got really bad, and then got really good, and then really, really bad. Yeah, I think they're a little wishy-washy on some of their own creations. Like, the whole time we were watching it, I was like, that's not universally what I would picture as a siren, but we're yeah. calling her a siren, and she's singing this song. But then, yeah, she looks like this demon creature, mm -hmm. and... I picture sirens as, yeah, these pretty mermaid creatures who upon, you know, closer inspection have, like, the fangs and the mm -hmm. creepiness or whatever. So it's kind of a bummer to, like, be into fantasy stuff and then be watching this and 
kind of being like, what the hell? Well, it feels like a weird <laughs> fan fiction. Like, I, it doesn't bug me that much. I don't tie myself down too much with the mythology because I just don't know too much about it. So as a person who's not very, you know, educated in the mythology department, it was like, oh, it's a cool mashup. You know, like the black girl's Medusa. And <laughs> Speaking of the black she, girl. Okay. Um... So I, and I, that was my, my bad too, when we were watching this movie, I was like, oh, she's a Medusa. Medusa Well, Medusa is, was a thingy. Yeah, Medusa <laughs> was an actual character. Medusa is not what the creature is. But I, like, well, I, I knew that, yeah. <laughs> but that's like the instinctual response, like, oh, Medusa, you know? The most famous one. <laughs> Um, and that, that's another thing that kind of bums me out about this movie is the bartender character is such a neat character and she plays such an insignificant role in this movie. So um, the creature that, and again, this is in their own Wikipedia, they call her this, um, the creature that they kind of liken her to is a gorgon. Yeah. And um, it is the same thing that Medusa was. It's a, a mythical creature that... Uh, snakes growing out of her Yeah, head. has living venomous snakes, um, as well as a horrifying visage Visage. that would turn people yeah. to stone. Her face is weird, is basically what that says. Basically. Her visage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the name derives from a Greek word, which means grim or dreadful. Um, so yeah, just, I like... It's an interesting character that we don't really get to know, and she has these. The leeches. Greeks were incredib- incredibly uncomfortable with deformity. <laughs> like all of these, they were like, "Oh, they looked beautiful from afar." <laughs> she, Dude, looks like a lady. <laughs> she turns around. Oh my God, that's steep. But I, I do think it's interesting that she has these leeches in her hair instead of snakes, because any time I've ever seen a character like that, it's always been, like, these kind of cheesy snakes that, like, hiss and try to mm-hmm. bite at you or whatever, and hers are just, like, Memories. swirling in her hair. It's her leeches. And, um, mm. apparently, uh, there's some mixed, uh, literature out there, but I guess there were three sisters that were kind of like the most famous um and i'm not even going to try to pronounce their names because medusa (laughs) medusa is the only one i know um and originally they were kind of thought to have all had snakes for hair and then i guess it was later kind of corrected to medusa was the only one who had serpents for hair because she uh got it on with poseidon in there you go uh athena's temple and athena got pissed off because i guess that happened a lot back then yeah yeah, poseidon was super into her golden colored locks that were (laughs) tempting and athena was like bitch now you got snakes for hair um (laughs) there's a lot of infidelity in those (laughs) old stories uh, but I just like that. A lot is... of Zeus just can't keep it in his pants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. But that is like such a cool character. Like we have this uh, bartender chick who, um, I guess to some extent, kind of embodies that original thought. Like she wears this really cool, cute, colorful wig, mm-hmm. and that's what you think her hair looks like. And then just suddenly out of nowhere in the movie, it's like, oh, she has leeches for hair. Yeah, and the leeches are the memories. So yeah. she's the harbinger of the memory. Yeah, and like. She might actually be my favorite character in the movie, not it's necessarily. Not necessarily. What do you call this one? Murder, and then he eats <laughs> it, and he has this memory that he's murdered somebody and Ooh, freaks the fuck that. out. I didn't catch it either. It's in the synopsis because we couldn't hear what he was screaming because the audio level was a little fucked up. I well, killed her! I killed her! Yeah, They're I like, who did you kill? Killed, yeah, but that is kind of neat. I didn't catch that. Yeah, 
But like, yeah, and the fact that these leeches are basically her babies, she imparts them into people to take their memories, and then um, when she wants to force those memories on other people, like, lets them eat them. Yeah. So she's taking away, like, somebody's guilt of the murder, you know, and holding on to that memory and then putting it into a person yeah. that she wants to give that memory to. That's a, such a cool yeah. fucking character. And, like, I'm very curious why specifically he wants the most treasured memories of these characters with their mothers. Like, why is that? To make them that? feel better. Members of his club. He fucking gives them the happy feeling. And then... Yeah, but we never really, like, address any I know, of that. that's the bastard of it. It's such a fucking wild world. It's so fucking cool. I love it. The Nyx is hands down my favorite dude in a two-star in a long goddamn time, like, as an antagonist. And he works so well with her. I would almost want to see a film just about them. Like, there's, yeah. like, a weird and Trinity, you know, Morpheus dynamic. Honestly, that's a note that I wrote down. It's, like, oh, later in the notes. But I'm like, do we even care, honestly, how this movie ended? Like, do I care in the least bit about our main character and his fiance? And, like, do yeah. I care don't in don't give the a end? shit. Yeah, do I care in the end that he eventually gets abducted by the succubus that's fallen in love with him? Like, honestly, I think the bad guy in this world that we've created is more interesting than our main character or his friends or any of the shit that we're going through. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the chase scene and the butt fucking that happens after we leave the house. I don't care about the confrontation with the cops or the realization that the cops are See, a part of this. I, world. I like that the cops are a part of the world though. Like, like I, I don't mind because I think are. it helps for the world. You know, it's the same thing that they did in hostel. So maybe it's mm -hmm. a little, you know, hack, um, but they find the escape, and then you see the tattoo, and you're like, oh, shit, the hunters are still yeah. out here. Like, Which I, I don't mind that the cops um, work for him. I don't care for the fact that we found out the way that we did. Like, oh, there's this big yeah, chase Yeah, you saw scene, it coming. And then, yeah, Get them some coffee. Oh, my God, he's yeah. one of them. Like a throwdown in the bar. Like, none of that mattered to me. Like, I could have spent, honestly... Like, eventually we probably would have had to have left the house just to kind of keep yeah. the movie flowing. But I could have, like, literally spent three-fourths of the movie in the house. In the club? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, like, this really compelling world. And, like, there are so many creatures in that world that we don't get to see. Like, there's this ghost that this dude's, like, on his knees. Like, I don't know if he's praying or if he's yeah. being punished there's or what's happening. the guys in the black hoods that yeah. are just around. Yeah, we have um, the chick that's being, like, aggressively whipped, and I don't mm -hmm. really understand what's happening there. All the, the bodyguards have the masks that go unexplained. Yeah, and then we see just, like, the patrons of the club. There's someone that's got this burn, someone who's missing an arm. Like, we mm -hmm. don't really get to I see... I liked that because I thought those were veterans. So in my head, I was like, they would be the kind of people that could get sopped up in seedy dives and brought to a place like this where they're healing the memory. Maybe, but we don't really but get we to don't see know. why. Yeah. yeah. It's and all like, poetic. I have to guess that that's what you were aiming for. Yeah, and even with um, Nyx, like, he is a compelling bad guy, but we get so lost in the mayhem of the movie, the running around and people's faces getting ripped off and the yeah, weird The sex video scenes. game of it, where it's yeah. like, I need this task to be completed. <laughs> yeah, like the weird sex scenes, the, the friends that honestly aren't very consequential to the entire movie, like... We get so caught up in all this other stuff that, like, we don't get a feeling for any of the stuff that's actually kind of cool about yeah. this place. Like, Nick's 
captures. Um, I thought he kept calling her Lilith, but they have her character named Lilith. Think, I think it's Lilith, yeah. Yeah, he kept calling her Lilith, which is actually um, in from Judaism. Mythology. Yeah, it's in, from. In, in Judaism, it's Adam's first wife. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. um, ends up being a succubus or something, right? I I I'm right. not a Jew. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> but, um, like, all we see is him capturing her as a child, and then we don't see any of the build-up to this club. Yeah, that would have been cool all on its own. How did he raise her? Like, did he, you know, how did he know she was going to be there? He's such a dude. Like, he's such a cool dude. Like, what I liked about him was he felt like he walked off of a Rob Zombie film. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially that line early in, you messed with the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> or at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's, later yeah the near the end. Where it's like, you messed with the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. Something so simple about that. Like, And he feels corrupt at the beginning because he chains a child demon that he finds. Yeah. Um, so like, it's not that big of a leap that he'd end up owning this weird seedy nightclub. But like, how does he convince um, the bartender chick to work for him? Because she literally willingly works for him, even though she yeah, could probably like easily kill him. Yeah. And then all these other people that, like, help run this club. Like, how did he convince these people to do this work for him? Yeah. So I, I want to see I would that watch world. a whole film of that. Yeah. Fuck this bachelor party. Put that in the background. I want to see what Nix does on a day-to-day. Yeah. How is he this charming and like bringing people into the world? How why are why is everybody there like in love with him completely except for the siren? I just remembered something else that I had highlighted that I accidentally skipped. Um, speaking of this whole world that we're building, because there's the guy that convinces these uh, uh, characters that are trying to have this bachelor party to come and we just get like a brief passing scene of him saying uh Say since yes I brought... to everything no the the guy that drags them to the club that they follow there um next no the the, the dude they meet at the bar the first bar that sucks i There's... thought that was next no, i thought that's, that's a... who they met no that's a random dude that's carrying an urn remember oh yeah so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we get yeah, this yeah, brief yeah. passing moment where for one, none of the guys ask why he's carrying an urn around with him. But then we get this brief passing moment where he's talking to one of the guards, I think, and yeah. he's like, so since I brought four people, do I get four hours with my beloved? Mm-hmm. He's carrying an urn, so we're assuming dead wife or something, yeah. you know? Um, and in the Gorgon mythology, I found a thing that said, uh, in Greek myths, blood taken from the right side of the Gorgon could bring the dead back to life, while blood taken from the left side is instantly fatal poison. So then there's this concept of if she is a Gorgon, is she capable of giving these people brief moments with their lost loved well, ones? Well, that's exactly like, what she's doing when she sings the, her song. No, that's the siren. Who are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking I, about I've, the got bartender. You, I've got you, I've got you. Okay. So Medusa-esque creatures like yeah. have the ability in Greek mythology to potentially bring back the dead. So if our bartender chick is... A partial owner of this club like is she a party to letting these people kind of view their past loved ones which the movie in no way of course because i mean it's not explained so all of this is just our theories yeah. on it but that's why he takes the memories of the mothers it's like give me your favorite memory of your mother 
Yeah. And then I, I would imagine he's giving that to our Medusa type character, yeah. who then gives those to the lost souls who are like, I've lost my mom. Can I spend an hour yeah. with my mom? And so you can spend 15 minutes making cookies that one perfect August yeah. day. And like interesting too that in uh, Greek mythology, her blood is magical, but leeches suck blood, so she's stealing blood from these people. Yeah. And then I'm assuming since the leech is a part of her, maybe the leech also has a little bit of her blood, but then she's you know giving dealing in memory. Yeah. yeah. So like, why are we not? I don't know, like developing stuff like that. Like, what is it that allows this random side character that never pops up again to spend four hours with his dead one? And does he specifically need the ashes? And yeah, he's a junkie for his own memory. Yeah. That, that, it's such a beautiful fucking concept. That's why I put this on the 65 to 70 is the idea of it is like, Jesus, that's fucking beautiful. But the performance of it is Friday the 13th, chase him around the campground and kill him one at a time. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, I, I get maybe we need like a the reason. the siren allows them to relive sexual experiences. Like, he sees every woman he's ever had sex with in that weird song sequence. Um, the fight in the church, as cartoonish as it is, I fucking loved it because he makes a deal with her. The simplicity of the line, I like you, when she corners him. Like, I think all of that. Yeah. It's like this, you're close, but again, as we do with all of these, it's like, I, I, you, you, you finished before I did. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just feel like, I know we need a reason to show up at the house, so these side characters need to exist on some level. They don't necessarily have to be these specific side characters, but I cared way more about the house and like the creatures that are living there and the guy that's running it and i just i wish especially since we developed that weird sensation of the place is almost like a maze like i wish we had gotten lost in there yeah Yeah. i wish we had gotten lost in there and he had stumbled into rooms with other like creatures and we're being poisoned with the other memories and like living through this whole hellscape that this world is capable of but we abandoned it to go meet cops in a diner yeah and we could have had her chained for longer she didn't have to immediately free her binding so she, then she could have been more vulnerable and they could have been running through this house together and she could have been just as scared and just as confused and then we get the big reveal after we've thought she's just this vulnerable mm-hmm. creature this whole time that she is this monster and then we could have ultimately had her kill people to get them free and her stolen him away anyway we didn't yeah. need to go back to his house and have them fuck in his bed on his anniversary like yeah. none of that mattered Needed a writer's room. <laughs> you were too in love with the initial idea. You're like, I set out to make an amateur porn. God damn it, I'm going to make an amateur porn. Yeah, like I want to know the motivations of these people. Like, why do the creatures work there? Why do the visitors bring well, people there? Well, I like that they've trapped this siren succubus entity in the bottom of a seedy sex club. Like, I, I think I, she was... They made it seem like it was upstairs. I got the impression it was... Oh, I thought it was in the basement. I didn't realize it was upstairs. I don't know. I could be wrong. I got the impression it was upstairs. Yeah. Either way. Like, how did they trap this... Like, that's such a beautiful yin-yang fucking dynamic And how does he keep her alive? Because she surely has to eat something. Does she eat goats? Like, what does she eat? And every single one of them can be sung to. 
and I do think that's interesting too because granted he said the binding keeps her tame and keeps her like yeah, receptive like some to sort suggestions of spiritual trap. but if she's powerful enough to still sing even with the binding and force images on you can she not like have a cranky day and snap your skull like yeah. with her voice let me sing until you put the keys yeah. into my fucking cell yeah <laughs> Like, why doesn't she do that shit? Why isn't there someone guarding the door? We don't need the White Knight Bachelor Party. I want to see her alone in that world and then find out in the last ten minutes that she's a demon escaped from hell. Make me sympathize. Fucking Christ, this is... This is the thoughts that I was having today. I love this goddamn movie. I love you. I love you. (laughs) It just gets lost in how much is going on, though, is my... Well, my biggest Big my biggest complaint, it's not that it's lost in what's going on, is the demon is dumb. Like, she's got this big wedged forehead that we yeah, never that explain. Really and, like, the big mouth and the big eyes that are separated far, far away from each other. Those stupid CGI wings and the rape tail. Like, <laughs> you know, she should have just been presented as a normal, beautiful girl yeah. to just be like... Yeah, I'm just me. And then you catch the violence off to the side. You pointed it out at one point. The only time that the wings work are in the church scene, in the silhouette. Yeah. And I don't mind the wings or the tail in that instance. I think the problem for me is showing effects that you can't pull off that well that closely. Um, Mm -hmm. Like there's a scene. We say it all the time. There's a reason Jaws, you know, the shark's only in there for like 20 seconds. Yeah. And there's a scene in our latest short film, Brainstorm, where, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Brainstorm. Um, Available on YouTube.com. <laughs> slash Kristen Blue. Uh, slash Nightmare Box Productions. Quite both of them. <laughs> um, there's a scene in Brainstorm where Brett shoots himself in the head. And granted, I'm not saying that the scene doesn't look a little cheesy itself, but we don't show... The shot. The shot, because I could not, at our budget level or my skill level at this point in my career... Or shown, my acting level, because yeah. I just kind of fell against the <laughs> chair. <laughs> have shown Brett's head actually being blown open, mm-hmm. um, so it would have looked real dumb. Um, so we cut to a close-up of the gun, like, trigger being cool, pulled, and then just a splatter of blood, because... You know, we some... also can't get brain fragment or skull. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> um, but sometimes what people envision is better than anything you can show them anyway mm. so i didn't mind so the cut wings. the corner yeah i didn't mind the wings i didn't mind the tail as long as we weren't seeing it so directly i think anytime mm-hmm. we're seeing that especially considering she kind of hides in the shadows and shit and she's kind of like a slinky character to attack people like we should have seen it kind of in flashing like in silhouette like in the shadows as she's kind of yeah. moving around and I, I don't need to see shitty effects that up close in person ever yeah (laughs) she looked great in silhouette the rape tale for starters can i i understand some dudes are into butt stuff like i my brother's into butt stuff loves it admits it to me every time he drinks um he's gay try to keep up uh and i know many a man who's into a what they call a prostate massage I don't even like my own fingers that close to my asshole. It's a whole situation. Why did she have to ass rape him? I feel like that scene didn't matter. That scene could have been left out. Well, I, I feel I, like I feel that like... scene contradicts their dynamic. 
Like, he's saved her from sex slavery. She rapes him in a field. Well, I feel like in that scene, again, which is why I'm confused why we're calling her a sire, and, like, in that scene, she is kind of taking the full-on succubus form of she is this creature that just wants sexual pleasure and, like, kind of pulls her power from taking advantage of men. So then her being on top for one and then dominating him to that level. I didn't mind that. That could have been beautiful. Yeah, and I like, too, that he tries to stop her from unbuttoning his pants and she slaps him. Like, she is, like, clearly the dominant character. So, like, I'll excuse the weird butt-tell-rape to that. (laughs) Yeah. To that extent, because she's clearly... I think all it explains is either the writer or the director likes a thumb in his ass from time to time. I think they're trying to symbolize that she's the dominant one, maybe. But it's just such a weird scene. Like, they just randomly, spontaneously near the end of the movie, fucking the wilderness, and then he calls his fiance and he's like, I love I you. need your help. And it's just... I've been violated. Dumb. Like, I feel like if we're gonna have this weird aggressive scene, maybe that's the first time we should have seen her tail. Maybe she's fucking him and she's getting stronger, so then she yeah. suddenly has a tail. And, and then it's like, oh my god, him. it's going up his ass. Yeah, so like, I feel like if we're going to have stuff like that, there needs to be a motivation for it. So we should have seen her as a creature growing stronger from taking from him in that way, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe she had to... I can get behind that. Maybe she had a tail already, and then she buttfucks him and grows wings. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, we should have seen her evolving as this succubus if she's going to be purposely violating him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the whole scene. I think it digresses from the point of the film much like in the, the way that like the demonization of her at the end where she doesn't just go, thank you for saving me, kiss him on the forehead mm-hmm. and then walk away and that's the end. I, I don't like the, I think my least favorite thing about her is appearance. the wedge. Yeah, before we Like she looks like she got wedge. an axe smashed through yeah, her fucking like forehead. Yeah, like I don't mind the bug eyes. I don't, the teeth were actually kind of neat. Like I didn't mind yeah. the teeth. Even the clawed fingers and toes looked kind of neat mm-hmm. um i wouldn't have minded the tells the tell in the wings if they had been shown a little less yeah the weird her forehead spontaneously splits open was just weird as fuck i don't understand that and if you do understand that feel free to send us an email and explain it to me but it looks stupid as shit like if if she was shot in the opening sequence right before he puts the cuff on her ankle you know like imagine this theory she comes out of hell she's killed all the cult people or whatever's happened at the beginning uh she scares a cop who has a shotgun he hits her in the face with the shotgun she goes down he freaks out because oh my god it's a dead kid then slips this bracelet on her ankle she doesn't even register until we see the bracelet later and then we immediately see the wedge open up in the forehead when she cuts off the bracelet now she's a living demon but there's no reason for her head to be split open like a canoe yeah i feel like they should have just left that out entirely just look cheesy and like bad makeup yeah she clearly which i'm fine with that in regards to comfort level for the actress the strange fuzzy bodysuit she clearly has a nude (laughs) bodysuit on um, like mashes her pubes up and it's like i don't know if those are her pubes or she's wearing a pube suit i didn't see um pubic hair it just looked like she didn't have a vagina it looked like it was just smooth skin Mm -hmm. there um and she also didn't have nipples of any kind it was just smooth skin there and like a lot of the time they had like 
strategic like blood kind of or her hair kind of hanging there yeah. to try to help cover it so i think they were trying their best but they caught to a couple it... of weird lighting angles where you're yeah. like that's mesh that's yeah. not skin i think they were trying their best to make that portion less obvious um and i'm totally fine with do you think that's for the rating and review board or for her for, safety probably for her comfort level because her yeah. character was literally nude the entire movie and who honestly wants to run around nude uh in front of that many casting crew <laughs> You would not. You would not be comfortable with it. No, I, I would imagine... Pixel for Harambe! <laughs> I would imagine doing a sex scene, period, even if it's just a five-minute sex scene, is incredibly uncomfortable because you're probably naked in front of all the cast and crew that are involved in that At least 30 scene. people. For a couple of hours. At a minimum, that. like, three to five. Yeah, for a couple of hours filming a very brief scene. So for her, that would have been, I think it was like an 18-day production or something if i'm remembering right 18 straight days of running around naked in front of 30 people in front of that many people so i i would imagine the bodysuit was a comfort thing for her so she could not feel vulnerable and exposed and i would honestly want the same thing i would be like i want to be covered um green screen a porn body on me and fucking let's run well they just should have not again not shown her so overtly yeah she should have been silhouetted tease the sexuality it's yeah, my like, mom's big theory on like cleavage and shit like that. Weird time to bring up my mom. I'm very aware, um, but it was like leave something to the imagination. Like don't fucking walk out with you know clip pants. <laughs> Be like, man, I wish I could see what was under there. You know, fucking do the same thing with your shadowing. Yeah. If she's going to be naked, I don't need to see her tits for an hour and a half. I'm a big fan of tits, but. I don't need to see him for the full hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, a huge part of what kills how interesting she is as a character is that we try to dress her up to the point that she just seems silly, I yeah. think. In the How do you feel about the sexualization of the character in Can the I film? Can I finish my okay. thought? <laughs> Sorry, my bothering... Um, no, but you keep interrupting me. Um, I think, for me, what makes her a compelling character is, or even uh, the bartender character, what makes them compelling characters is that they kind of blend in with the rest of us. Is it not scarier that something so deadly could be hiding under something that looks so plain that just mm-hmm. an average person could be this monster that you haven't discovered yet? So, I, I, I think having her spend a majority of the film as this just kind of vulnerable looking girl in the white t-shirt that he had given her. So Mm -hmm. then she does kind of look like this fresh out of bed sex symbol. She's supposed to be innocent. Yeah. And you're supposed to protect her and keep her safe. Like she should have been running around in this weird castle in her little white t-shirt for the bulk of the movie as this vulnerable girl. And then we take the chain off and then see what she is. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a lot scarier, the idea that we don't know the monsters in the room with us. Yeah, we're thinking it's Nyx, we're thinking it's the Medusa lady, and then it's revealed, like, there's a reason I put that fucking thing on her. Do not fuck with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know what's going on here. You don't know what's going on there. That would have been a massive fucking mindfuck. But the sexualization of the characters, who are you talking about specifically? The main one. The female character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. Um, 
for her because I don't feel like they honestly overly sexualized her. She is very obviously wearing a bodysuit um, anytime you can really see her. Like, at no yeah. point are you like, oh, I think I just got a sneak peek of her vag. You know, mm-hmm. like, you can tell she's wearing a bodysuit. Um, and succubuses are meant to be sexual beings, so it's appropriate, I think, that her... For the character, yeah. Yeah, I think it's appropriate that the character would be nude um, as much as she is. I... It was a very European choice, I felt. Like, it normalized the breast, you know. Again, you don't really see her boobs, though. Again, yeah. But, like, it's an American audience, you know. Um, There's a lot of, what did we say last night? Paganism? Uh, Not paganism, the opposite. That's the mistake I made last night. There's a lot of Protestantism. Whatever. (laughs) That fucking thing. Um, there's a lot of that still in our art and in our culture. And this it kind of played you on the stripper cell. And it's like, there's going to be a bunch of naked women. And by the end of it, it's like, oh, yeah, she has been naked, hasn't she? Like, I stopped noticing at a certain point, you know? <laughs> it is very bizarre that they, in the description, refer to her as a stripper, though. Because we don't see, after we leave the initial strip club, any strippers. There is a dancer who's naked, she's not taking her clothes off, she's just kind of swaying. Yeah. So. Against a guy who's not paying attention. No, that's at the club. Like, whenever they show up... Oh, she had pasties on. That's at, that's at the original strip club that sucks. That no, the go Golden to. Girl. She had pasties on her nipples. I'm talking about the girl that was on the stage. Yeah, she had pasties on. No, she was bare-breasted, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, maybe she did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But either way, she's not stripping, so... Just a weird, bad description for the <laughs> <movie>. Inaccurate. <laughs> what did you think about the role reversal of the sexes? That we've got a gang of mindless idiot men, um, and the woman is taking care of the bad people. I don't think this movie nails it. Mm-hmm. I've seen better movies. Alien nails it in a much better way where Ripley is just out here kicking ass. And um, the these side characters are so inconsequential that, uh, like, even when the bartender chick's, like, sitting with the gun and she's like, well, I'm going to kill you if you don't do what I say. And, yeah. Like, she, it doesn't feel like it matters, I guess. Like, the characters matter so little to the story. Mm-hmm. That I don't even care. Okay. Um, next question. No, uh, I, I mean, you can say how you feel. I just, like, I don't feel like our group of bachelors are interesting. Like, they're not compelling characters. And I, I just, I... Well, I think that was my, 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 my point when I was thinking about it. Was, like, typically you've got, like, the cheerleader chicks getting hunted by, you know, an overzealous psychopath. And here we have the dumb jocks getting hunted by overzealous psychopath. You know? <laughs> I, I think a lot of movies that do that, well, maybe maybe not. The movies that we like, anyway, that do that tend to at least develop, like, the mood before you get into that. So, like, when these characters that aren't really significant characters are running around getting, like, axed, you're like, oh, like, you're either rooting for the good guy or for the bad yeah. guy one way or another, and... Like, for this movie, I was like, but can we go back to the house, though? Yeah, like, the was house was cool. the most important like, part. Like, that was pretty cool in there. Like, what's 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 going on in there? So, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it, 
Why are you breaking shit? I'm trying. As soon as we left the house, I just, like, I didn't feel like the world felt as authentic anymore. Yeah. Like, because there were a lot of other creatures in that house. Like, did they leave? Did they, like... They're like, this is our shot. We it gotta break fun. free. It would have, yeah, it would have been more fun if they all went on the hunt after. Like you see the Medusa chick at the greasy dive bar, you know, like flirting around with a different wig on, and then it's like, oh shit, that's the same broad. Or yeah, I mean, there were literal ghosts in that house. Like, what did the ghosts do after shit went down? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I feel like I lost so much shit. You get any other notes? Um. I feel I, like I lost you on bodysuit. I'm just tired of an organ. <laughs> um, I did think the while the visual effects were kind of eh, like with the monster and stuff like that, I did think the uh, use of the headphones to kind of create this like muffled disorienting that was a really was cool scene. Neat. Yeah, I, I don't know that the sounds that they picked to kind of be the sounds he was hearing were quite what I would have picked because it sounded weirdly like it was just. Us listening to him moaning and breathing yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. But um, the muting of the scene when you hear the gunshots in the background hardly register. Flying <laughs> around. Like, that was pretty neat. I did like that. Um, and the cleverness for him to be like, oh, if she sings, I'm fucked. I should put some headphones in was actually yeah. kind of a clever character decision. Um, and when they first get to the club where uh, the drugs are starting to kick in and the camera's kind of this weird rippling, I everything's really, hazy. Yeah. I didn't like it initially, but like when we got into the club and the dancer was dancing and stuff, I was like, oh, this works. It's a dizzying effect. It makes you feel nauseous. Yeah. So that was effects wise kind of neat. The monster was kind of silly, though. The monster was really silly. The leech head actually didn't look that bad. I like the leeches. Yeah. I mean, beautiful concept for a character, for sure. It didn't look like the best I've ever seen, but I was like, I would buy the that's what her head looks like like yeah. she's got leeches growing out of her head and again it was indirect it was fast it wasn't something that stayed you know so you're like god damn yeah, that's wearing new a wig most of the mm-hmm. movie like that's how you should have done the succubus creature like she's not a succubus most of the movie <laughs> i think yeah we did all my notes okay are you mad at me no i'm tired i've been at work all day okay i feel like I, the energy just like slipped out of nowhere no it's Smoky. I'm tired. Okay. I'm hungry. I love you. I love you. Why are you trying to be awkward on the show? I'm not. I'm just... Am I going to have to edit around this? Might have to. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but in the meantime, team, um, I've got two more things real here. Uh, the dialogue of Nick's. I love him as a bad guy. Uh, hell is emptying and the devils are all here. Is that an actual quote that's from something, isn't it? I don't know. I just, I loved that he said it. Like, it, it felt like it fit his character so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I like you. The, um, you messed with the wrong motherfucker. And my favorite in the entire film. No sex is in the act or as in the gender. <laughs> Because that implies that he has both. <laughs> and again, we should have spent more time getting to know this world. Like I, I, he has a genderless thing inside, like a person with no openings and no things that hang from it. You know, like it, it's completely genderless. Maybe it's also wearing a bodysuit. It, it probably. Maybe that's what she was. <laughs> Oh, 
boy. So what would you rate it as? I, I I stand by mine. I might drop it back five points and go sixty to sixty-five. But for concept alone, I loved the characters enough. Um, the side characters, not the main characters. I loved them enough to where I'm like, that's kind of like the David Bowie Labyrinth film, you know, yeah. <laughs> where it's like those are really interesting. Can we stay here for an hour? You know. That's what's so weird to me, and I feel like that's why I would rate it at, like, 45, probably, honestly, at best. Because somebody somewhere sat down and thought of this concept of Nyx and this club that he runs and these different creatures that, like, I guess live or work in his club. I don't really know if they get to go home at night or how that works. And then these patrons that come to this club that's so elaborate that the cops work there, Mm -hmm. or, I guess, work for him-ish, maybe... And, like, developed this, like, elaborate backstory, and then we're like, that's the backstory. Yeah, he deals in memory. Like, not... It should be the highlight of the film. Like, not that's the story of this movie. They were just like, oh, we're going to develop this really cool cool world, but it's just the backstory to a dude trying to get fucked by a stripper. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like... Like, whenever we first met and we did our writing workshop, like... Totally different story, completely different characters, completely different town, but it was to this level of, like, thought and depth being put into at least the town that this was happening in. Like we The had reason these... why we can't give you guys any details is technically somebody owns the right yeah, to the not our whole story. first draft. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's this really compelling town with these really compelling characters, and then this one outside dude gets introduced, and, like... As the story unravels, we realize how fucked up this town is and how yeah. un, like fucked up these characters are. And we could have still had in this movie an outside character who is neutral being introduced to this world. And like for being just an average dude who's just trying to have his bachelor party, zero reaction to seeing ghosts, demons. His and, friend getting eaten. Yeah, like they were just like running by the rooms, peeking in and still running, and nobody was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> if I was, like, running around this mansion and shit was going down, I'd be like, did you see that? Yeah, if I find myself in a sex club, I'm stopping every 30 seconds like it's an art museum going, what do you think it means? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, like, that's crazy to me that somebody put enough thought to develop this whole world for this bad guy and didn't think highly enough of it to think that it was the story. I'd like to revisit this. I, I, I hope they retry this. I'd be down for a remake of this. Just cut out the bachelor party bullshit. Maybe run with the same amateur porn dudes who are like, hey, I want to go to a sex club. Like, fucking open up the club. If you're going to go there, go there. Yeah. So you don't leave us with this weird morality test where it's like, well, if you're ever in a seedy place and you see a girl in trouble, you better not let her out. She might be a nightmare to handle. You know? <laughs> it's just a weird choice to, like, divert that hard. I don't know, love. But it is a two-star Tuesday. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts or feelings on it, you can shoot us an email over at... Uh, nightmareboxproductions at gmail. You can hit us up at Facebook at... Facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions. Or you can tweet us... At nightmareboxpro. Or hit us with the Insta. 
at Nightmare Box Productions. But most importantly, let's swing on over and get Brainstorm a couple of more views over at youtube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Or if you're more interested in Kristen's earlier work before I started influencing every decision she ever made with my beautiful mind on my beautiful face, uh, you can go and see that at youtube.com slash Kristen Bloom. Uh, you can swing to our website. The Where you can see behind-the-scenes pictures. You can see Brainstorm and Happy Birthday and the dolls. You can read the scripts for all three. You can see behind-the-scenes pictures. I think I already told you that. Not 100% sure the smoke is also fogging up my brain. Um, and a couple of short stories over there that I promise one of these days I'm going to update. And until I can get it back on the website via PayPal, you can buy the Madman Diaries at the Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, or you can send me $10, figure it out via our email, and I'll sign the bastard and send it to you, even if it costs me 12 bucks to get there. Did I miss one? Did we do Facebook? That was the first one. Yeah, then we're good. I think. We're good. Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Yeah. Zuck. Zuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, y'all messed with the wrong motherfucker. Love you, baby. Love you. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you on Saturday. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba.